the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and I'm going to go straight to my guest, Larry Elder, who has reached the ranks of those who do not need an introduction. However, I will give a brief one because I acknowledge that I am emotionally involved in this issue given my love for and reverence for this man and his announcement that he is running for governor of California is one of the most important announcements in modern political life in my opinion I think it changes things a great deal there are very few people as articulate as quick and as courageous and I should have put courageous first because that's the key as Larry Elder, my colleague and friend, who just announced this past weekend that he is running in California. Was that a good introduction, Larry? Dennis, that was a fantastic introduction. And let me say, but for you, I wouldn't be in talk radio, as you well know. You were the one who introduced me to management and recommended that they hire me. But for you, I wouldn't be in this race. Dennis, you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> With you, apparently. So good. All right. You know, if you have a couple of friends, what else do you need? We're going to go together. That's exactly as, right. As you know, my attitude when you first asked me to do this was, was hell no. Right. Uh, and I told you the state was ungovernable. I said we have super majorities in the, in the Senate, in the Assembly, and, of course, a crazy governor running the state, a crime up, homelessness up. I said this thing is ungovernable. And the more people approach me, the more I looked at it, the more I saw how arrogantly this man ignored science and shut down the state in the most draconian way compared to all of the other states, while having his own kid continue to enjoy in-school private education. He's at that French laundry restaurant with the very same lobbyists and people that drafted the mandates, violating them by not wearing masks, by not socially distancing, which meant they weren't really afraid, but they wanted you to be afraid. And then there's this massive, massive uh, face mask scandal where he, a bunch of lobbyists he knows set up a company just days earlier uh, and got $500 million contract to manufacture masks in China that were substandard. Uh, we lost a couple hundred billions of dollars before we clawed a little bit of that back. I could go on and on and on. And then, of course, rising crime and homelessness and the outrageous cost of living. Then, as you know, in my family, there's a little house that my dad bought after working two full-time jobs as a janitor, saved up his nickels and dimes, and bought a house in South Central Los Angeles, which for us was up now. What happened here? Now worth six. Can you still hear me? Okay, the signal the signal cut out for a moment there, Larry. So you're, you're talking about your dad's house. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But my father's house uh, is now worth six hundred thousand dollars. And since my sister-in-law owned the house together, it's wonderful for us. But it's impossible for anybody with an eighth-grade education, a dropout like my dad, to work three jobs and come up with the down payment uh, and be able to buy a house that costs six hundred thousand dollars. And on my dad's salary, my mom was a stay-at-home mom raising three boys until the youngest of us, Dennis, was in middle school. That route is absolutely impossible because of the high housing costs that, are, that, that, that 
young people now face because of the anti-growth uh, environmental extremism that's taken over this state for the last 30, 40 years. My God, the list is so damning. People are voting to hurt themselves. Is, is, is that the message, in a sense, that you will be delivering? Uh, that's right. People are leaving Texas, leaving to go into Texas, and Texans I talk to say, why are people bringing their left-wing politics with them? And that's because, Dennis, they don't see the connection between what's going on in Sacramento and rising crime. They don't see the connection between what's going on in Sacramento and the rising cost of housing. They don't see the connection. All they know is it's bad, I'm getting out here, and they haven't put it together. And it's not because it's stupid, Dennis. They're making a living. They're trying to put food on the table, trying to get that first house. They don't have time to read everything and connect all the dots. That's our job. That's my job. And we have to explain it in ways they can understand so that if they leave, they don't take their left-wing politics with them, but more importantly, that they don't leave so they'll be able to, to make a living here in California the way my dad did when he came here back in 1945. Given that the media are essentially servants of the Democratic Party, how will you get your oh. message out? Uh, interesting you say that. I just had an interview with a, a gentleman, uh, you'd know his name, a longtime political analyst here. And I got on him about how unfair the media are. I told him, you know, here I am, born and raised in Los Angeles. L.A. Times is, of course, the major newspaper in the state of California. I've written a half a dozen books. The L.A. Times has not reviewed any of them. I mean any of them. Two of them made the L.A. Times bestseller list, and they still didn't interview, review me about any of them. I did the movie Uncle Tom that came out on Juneteenth last year. It made more money than the five... Uh, uh, Best documentary nominated uh, for this current year Oscar combined. It had a higher uh, IMDb rating than any of the five that were nominated. I could not get arrested. We hired a consultant to interact with the Academy to hopefully get the film at least looked at to be nominated. They wouldn't even touch it because uh, I, it's, it's the wrong message. And so I got on him about this and I said, how do you expect anybody like me uh, to win an election when you guys are unfair? It is why Democrats outnumber Republicans three to one in California. It's not because Republicans have bad ideas. It's because people don't know what the ideas are because the L.A. Times has shut them out. Is there a conservative member of the L.A. Times editorial board, let alone a conservative member uh, who is a, quote, person of color? Hell no. Do they have a single local conservative writer? Hell no. And this is why so many people don't understand the principles of limited government, the principles of low taxes, the principles of light regulation, and they don't know what the hell is going on with our public education, where 75% of black kids in California, Dennis, cannot read at state levels of proficiency. Nearly 50% of, 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 of uh, all kids cannot who are in K through 12. The people that know the school system the best are the teachers, uh, and the teachers are twice as likely if they have school-age kids to put their own kids in private school. It's like they open up a restaurant, hung up a sign, and said, come on in, just don't eat the food. Was this, uh, if I may ask, was this person from the L.A. Times? This person was from the L.A. Times. Yeah, because the, there's a person from the L.A. Times who's interviewing me after the show with regard to you, so I assume it's similar. What, did he, did he or she have a response? No, didn't have a response. Uh, and I'll tell you something else that happened. This happened with a couple of interviews I've had so far. What about the Trump factor, I'm asked? Because, of course, Gavin Newsom wants to turn this into Gavin right. Newsom versus Trump crazies. Right. And Gavin Newsom's people says, well, this is all about white nationalists. Well, Dennis, you know me, uh, you know me for almost, almost 40 years. Uh, I think the last thing I am is a white nationalist. Uh, and that's what these guys do. And they ask me, well, didn't, weren't, you a, weren't you an enthusiastic supporter of, of Trump? I said, I'm a Republican. I haven't voted for a Democrat since Jimmy Carter, and I regretted that. 
<laughs> voted for him because he pardoned uh, because um, uh, Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, and that bothered me uh, in my in my youth and my naivete. Uh, but I wouldn't do that again. I said I said I'm I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee, whoever he or she is. Well, what happens if Trump is the nominee in 2024? I repeat, I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee, whoever he or she is in 2024. Aren't you a Democrat? Don't you vote for Democrat nominees? Why is this surprising? I said to him. God, are you articulate? It, it's painful. No. It's painful. It really is, Dennis. It, no, you're right. It's unfortunately the word. By the way, will there be any debate? Are you kidding? Gavin Newsom wouldn't debate me uh, on a bet. I remember when William S. Buckley ended his firing line show, Dennis, after 33 years, and someone asked him why Ted Kennedy, despite numerous invitations, never came on the show. And Buckley said, why does the bologna, why does the bologna avoid the grinder? This guy is not going to debate me. And Dennis, I'm not interested in slicing and dicing the other Republicans. That's what they want us to do. I believe in Ronald Reagan's 11th Commandment. Thou shalt not speak negatively about a fellow Republican. I respect all of them in the race. Some of them are quite good policy wonks. And Dennis, when and if I'm lucky enough to become mayor, I'm, I'll make them part of my governor, staff, part of my governor. cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, governor. I'll, I'll make them part of my, uh, part of my right. staff and, and part right. of my cabinet. So what is your – are you going to be traveling the state? What, what are you going to do? I'm traveling as we speak. I'm on my way to Norwalk uh, to file papers. I'm going up to Oakland. I'm going up to the Bay Area. I'm going down to uh, San Diego. I'm going to the border. I'm going up uh, up further north so I can look at what's going on with our with our water supply. Uh, I interviewed uh, uh, Bill Jones. He's the, the last, in my opinion, true conservative ever to win a statewide race here in California as a Republican. Third generation farmer. Uh, his family uh, they even named aqueducts after Jones because. Uh, they were the last ones to build anything new in this state. This state has a water infrastructure that's built for a population half this size. They're not planning for the future. And I want to talk to some of the farmers up there uh, who are angry about the fact that when it does rain, uh, much of the water is not captured because we haven't built a sufficient underground storage tanks to do that. So I'm, I'm getting on top of all these issues, Dennis. This is a big state, uh, 58 counties. Every county has its own personality, its own culture. Uh, and I'm trying to listen to uh, to people so I can be a better governor if and when I'm All right, we've we got to take a break. Where do people go to help you? Electelder.com, electelder.com. Real simple, no dots, electelder.com. I'm going there right after we speak. Electelder.com. He's, uh, he's sacrificing a lot. Uh, uh, it's a tough thing to do this. But it's rare you get a great man. That's the chance we have in California. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 
Hey, how many of you could say one of your closest friends is running for governor of your state? I can. But that's not the reason I'm so happy. I'm happy for California. There's a ray of light of hope for this state. It's been destroyed almost by the left, by the Democrats, and here's a Republican who can reach out to others. Look, the obvious, Larry, is you're black. The black vote is incredibly important. So you said you're going to Oakland. How will they right. How will they even know you're there? Connection is pretty bad, Dennis. Can yeah, you still hear me? I hear you fine. Yeah. Did you not hear my question? Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. How will they know? You said you're going to Oakland. How will they know mm-hmm. you're going to Oakland? How will people know? How, well, I'm, of course, I'm putting all my activities on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, so people will know what I'm doing and where I'm going and why I'm going there. Uh, but, Dennis, you mentioned that my, my, my being black. Uh, as you know, I went to Crenshaw High School, and I picked up the L.A. Times the other day, and only 3% of kids from my former high school can do math at grade level. The first step, of course, toward getting to the middle class is getting a decent education. One of my big, big, big issues is going to be school choice. The polls show that urban black parents and urban brown parents desperately want school choice. Uh, the teachers' union desperately do not because they feel they're going to u- lose union dues. Uh, and the charter schools do not require the teachers to automatically join the union, and therefore they don't get automatic uh, dues. Now, you would think the teachers' union would be about making sure that your kids get a good quality education, but they're about making sure that teachers don't get fired. We have 300,000 teachers uh, in, uh, in the state of California, Dennis. In any given year, 2.2 out of 300,000 are fired. 2.2. And I've been told by many experts there are anywhere between 5 and 7% that are completely incompetent, roughly 15 to 20,000. And if we fired them, the quality of education would be improved dramatically overnight. I'm thinking about using my powers as governor to declare an emergency and get rid of the bad teachers that are often the ones in the inner city schools the schools where the kids most need good teachers. Oh my God! Oh, to to ima- just to imagine that. Is there any profession where only two point two percent of its employees are fired? I can't think of one. I can't think of any. And and Dennis, remember that that horrible teacher at that elementary school that was feeding kids cookies laced with something I won't even mention on your show. It took him years to get rid of this guy. I think well over a million dollars in legal fees to get rid of them. And the only reason he left, finally, is they gave him a buyout for about $40,000. Now, you can't get rid, of, get rid of a teacher like that. What about just your regular garden variety incompetent teachers? Tom Soule calls it the dance of the lemon. And that's when a teacher is in a, school, a good school district. The parents are, are, are involved in their kids' education. The, the, the teacher is gotten rid of out of that school, goes to another school, goes to another school, and finally ends up in a school where the parents are either indifferent or don't realize what's going on. Tom so called it the dance of the lemons. The lemons are the ones that end up in the, in the worst schools where the kids need at least competent schools so they get that first step out of, the, out of poverty toward the middle class. Larry, what ultimately moved you to run? Because obviously we have discussed this in the past and you were quite dead set against it. I, I started hearing from other people I respect, like uh, people like Pastor Jack Hibbs, and I started thinking about why I wasn't going to run. And the first one was uh, the, the huge financial sacrifice. 
And I realize that uh, I can still function uh, perfectly well on, on, a, with, on making a lot less money. The other thing, Dennis, was exposing my personal life. You know, nobody's had a perfect, a perfect life. I certainly haven't. And I talked to people, and one pastor told me, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. And I recall a line that Pat Robertson once said when he ran for president. He said, as for the sins of my youth, either the Lord has forgiven me or the statute of limitations has run out. So I began thinking about the things in my private life, and they're relatively minor. My goodness, Dennis, Gavin Newsom had an affair with his best friend's wife. His best friend was his then-campaign manager, and the man still survived. Nobody even brings it up. I've never done anything that scummy. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, by the way, it is worth the shout-out to Pastor Jack Hibbs, who is one of the great men of our generation I love that man, too, and he, you have no idea how many times he texted me, speak to Larry, speak to Larry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and Dennis, uh, it wasn't just Pastor Jack, it was also his assistant, Gina Gleason. Uh, they did a high-low on me. Uh, Pastor Jack would hit me, and then she would call, and Pastor Jack would hit me, and she would call, and she was even more persuasive than Pastor Jack. I guess she learned from the best. But Dennis... Uh, Somebody's got to do this. You, That's you right. around L.A., you see this homelessness. And, and what do they do? They spend more and more money to, quote, buy housing. Even if you can induce them to go into the housing, they're not going to stay because the underlying problem as to why they're on the streets in the first place has not been resolved. And Pastor Jack, another pastor, says, get us involved. We know what to do. We know how to do this far more efficiently, far more humanely, far more effectively, and far more cheaply than the taxpayer can do through the government. Let us get involved. Let us adopt a street, adopt a block. We'll figure this out. Let us do it. Get the government out of the way, Larry. God, is that ever true? So where are you headed right now? Right now, I'm headed to Norwalk to sign the papers to officially launch the campaign. And where will you officially launch it? Um, where's the place? It's, it's, a, it's Norwalk. It's no, Norwalk. no, I, I mean, where will, will, will you be making some big uh, rally, some announcement? Because I, oh, I want to help I, you I, publicize it. That's why I'm asking. I see. I see. Well, no, I'm going to make a, my first TV announcement on the Sean Hannity show. That'll be, I think it's tomorrow. I'm going to have a little speech uh, today uh, in Norwalk, uh, where, where there are going to be probably a few hundred people. Uh, no biggie. Uh, and then I'm going to go place to place to place and start uh, making the case. This is a big media state, Dennis. It's about getting on television. It's about getting on radio. You don't get on television and radio. You can do as many coffee clashes as you want, and you're not going to get anywhere. It's about television, and it's about radio. And that's one of the reasons I have an advantage over my Republican rivals. Uh, aside from Caitlyn Jenner, I have more name recognition than anybody else. You know, Dennis, we've been on radio up and down, uh, up and down California for years, in Sacramento, uh, in the Valley, uh, in Ventura, in L.A., in Riverside, in San Diego. Uh, and, um, and so I'm going to be going on all sorts of TV outlets and radio outlets trying to make the case because uh, Gavin Newsom can spend unlimited amounts of money. There are no campaign finance limitations on him, but there are on us. I can raise, I think it's around $9 million. It's a little complicated. I'm not, I'm not sure I even understand it. All I know is I can't raise anything like what he can raise. The only way to beat this man is to go on TV and go on radio and make the case because he's not going to debate me. There is not a single article that I could find on your announcing in the L.A. Times. Wow. I haven't checked. That's yeah, I checked. Yeah, we just checked. Alan and I just checked. <laughs> Maybe they're on vacation. <laughs> yes, they're on vacation, exactly. They're on, they're on moral vacation. 
All right. Let me re- remind everybody. The site is electelder.com. It is up at DennisPrager.com. It is truly, it would be the harbinger of retaking America if Larry Elder wins. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. man who loves America, loves American values, loves hard work, loves honesty, loves solving problems, You would think that was universal among people running for office. To say it is not is to understate the case. Larry Elder is announcing that he is going to run for, that he is running for governor of California. So let me understand the logistics here. There are two parts to what people will be voting on in September. Part one is, do you want to recall Governor Newsom? Is that correct? That's correct. Then if that gets a majority, what happens? Then whoever gets the greatest number of votes to replace him becomes the next governor within 30 days after the Secretary of State certifies the election. So he is counting on winning the majority of Part 1. Right, in which case Part 2 is, is, uh, is neither here nor there. It's, it's nullified. That's what he's counting on. That's why he wants to characterize this as a race between Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump or Gavin Newsom and Trump supporters, because uh, in California and many parts of the state, uh, probably the only person less popular than Donald Trump maybe is Charlie Manson, and that's probably a toss-up. Dennis, can I give you one quick story? Yesterday I did a lot of commercials, and I'm talking with the makeup lady. She's a single mom. She has a 17-year-old boy who was one of the top wrestlers in the state of California uh, for his weight class, one of the top 25. And he was wrestling six days a week, uh, and his coach was really his father figure. Gavin Newsom shut it down. This kid became increasingly morose, had a good enough relationship with his mom, had enough courage to go to her and told her he was suicidal. She now has him in counseling. I talked to another woman on my staff whose brother uh, is an Oakland um, uh, football coach. He is white. Most of his, uh, 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 most of his uh, kids are black, and he is their father figure. And he gave them structure. And he pleaded and begged with the authorities not to shut the, the practices down. They're outdoors. Can we at least do that? They wouldn't let them. Two of the kids got into trouble with the law. One of them committed a crime so heinous he's going to be behind bars for years. This would not have happened had these kids had the structure and still had the interaction on a daily basis with this father figure coach. The coach was so angry, Dennis, he's now left California and moved to Tennessee where he's resumed his career without the mask mandate. This is what Gavin Newsom has done, and these are the many, many unintended consequences of the most draconian uh, lockdown of any of the 50 states. 
just want to tell everybody that uh, in the beginning, within one month or six weeks of the lockdown, I tweeted and wrote a piece that the lockdown was the world's greatest mistake in history. Not the greatest evil, I made the distinction, the greatest mistake. And this is a perfect example. And people don't care about these kids. They just don't care. And, and well, like, prime, go on, go prime, on. Prime, prime example, Dennis, the head of the United Teachers of Los Angeles, remember what she said? Uh, a lot of parents were pushing and pushing, pushing to reopen the school. The teacher didn't want to. They were still getting paid. And she said this was, a, this was an example of white supremacy. Are you kidding me? The ones who are hurt the most are the black and brown kids. But, but because some of the parents that were yelling and screaming were white, this head of the United Teachers Association of Los Angeles, the largest affiliate of the California Teachers Association, said this was an effort by white supremacists. I kid you not. Well, I'm sure you'll even be called a white supremacist. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> you have been called worse. That, that is exactly right. Uh, Larry, like, anything I can do, I'm saying it publicly so that I'm, I'm, I'm called on it. Anything I can do for you. If you want well, me Dennis, to swim the L.A. River. <laughs> well, Dennis, just keep putting out the website, electelder.com, because I cannot win uh, without money. And, Dennis, I don't have money. I mean, uh, my right. net worth is around $3 million. All of it is tied up in, uh, uh, in, in my house. Exactly. I don't have any fluid money like that. Right. Uh, and that's why a lot of people don't run. Uh, so if I don't get help from people within the state and outside the state, because, Dennis, as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. Washington, D.C. is dominated by a Democrat president, a Democrat Senate, a Democrat House, and California is dominated by a Democrat governor uh, and supermajorities in the Senate and supermajorities in the Assembly. And as you see what's going on with California with the crime, you see what's going on with California with the homelessness, with the quality of schools, with the high cost of living. Uh, this is coming to a theater near you if we don't do something about it electelder.com. Now, is there a limit? Uh, what are people allowed to give? There are well, some wealthy can, listeners. Yes, individuals can give $34,200. That's the cap for individuals. But if there are millionaires and billionaires, there are ways. There, there are special packs that can be set up. They're not, they won't be coordinated with the campaign, but they will be sympathetic with the campaign. And that's how people get around these campaign finance limits. So if there are multimillionaires, multibillionaires, and I know they're out there, there are ways. Just contact me uh, at electelder.com, uh, and uh, there's also a contact Larry Elder. Uh, contact me. Send me a message. We can probably figure something out. We sure can. Electelder.com. Anytime you want to come on, let me know. God bless you, Larry. God bless you, Dennis. And Dennis, again, thank you so much for the encouragement. I, I think that I would feel that I have shirked my spiritual and moral responsibility if I didn't do this. And thank you for... For, for, for inducing me, um, and thank you for, for, for leaning on me, and thank you for, uh, in your loving way, pressuring me to do this. And, and I'm doing this, Dennis, and I intend to win it. Yep, exactly. This is a very, a very touching moment for me, and for the state, and for the country. Give him whatever you can. Electelder.com. Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. I do want to remind you, we are going to Israel in October. There is a story out that, uh, I wonder if, uh, oh yeah, you sent it to me. I was going to ask my producer if he saw it. He saw it. What is Evie? Is it a women's journal? A women's website? Over 50% of... 
I'm sorry? It's both a journal and a website. Over 50% of liberal white women under 30 have a mental health issue. Are we worried yet? I assume this is not a conservative journal. That's the reason. Oh, it does lean conservative. But but the research, the, the story is from Pew. It has nothing to do with liberal or conservative. A 2020 Pew Research study, and it just they're just getting to know it now, reveals that over half, over half, of white liberal women have been diagnosed with a mental health condition at some point. I believe it. I've been telling you that there's a very serious problem with this generation of women. Now, not only this generation. They, the, the preoccupation with issues that men have to face in their nature has been correct and been widespread, right? Men have to deal with their sexual predatory nature and their uh, aggressive nature, physically aggressive. That is correct. Everybody knows that. I have mentioned this the entire time I've been broadcasting. So we tell our sons, control yourselves in these two arenas. You ever tell your daughter to control her nature? Of course not. Because of the idiocy, because we are taught by idiots at college. I mean that literally. They're idiots. Okay? If idiot has a definition, if idiots exist, they are most likely the people who taught you at college. Because at college, you can say things that are idiotic and get paid to do so. There was no other place. Well, that's not true. The media now. So uh, women have been told for a generation now, they don't need a man. Lie number one, unbelievably devastating lie. For most women, not having a man in her life is a disaster. Okay. That's a big reason so many of these white liberal women have mental health problems. Men need women, and women need men. What did I say to my wife yesterday when I read this? She actually, she wrote it down, which is pretty rare. She's pretty much heard everything I have to say. Let me see if we have it on here. Uh, no, it's not on the IM. But I, I, I think I said as follows. What is happening now is men are playing video games, and women are ruining the society. That's pretty much what has happened. There are exceptions in both instances. There are great men and great women. But as a rule, that is what we're having. Men have tuned out. They don't pursue women. They pursue video games. Their sexual lives are with themselves to a very large extent. And women are out there demonstrating because they're so frustrated and angry and companionless. That's what the left has produced. Everything the left touches, it ruins. Now women. Now California. Now America. Now medicine. Everything. Get it? If you don't get it, it's because you don't want to get it. There's no other excuse for why you don't understand that everything the left has ever touched from Vladimir Lenin to the present day left in America, it has ruined. It is a destruction machine. 
it creates nothing but power for itself. Nothing. It just destroys. Over half of white liberal women have been diagnosed with a mental health condition. The shocking diagnosis of over 50% of liberal women with some form of mental health medical diagnosis is a public health concern that no one seems to be discussing, let alone taking seriously. The study, which examined white liberals, moderates, and conservatives, both male and female, found that conservatives were far less likely to be diagnosed with mental health issues than those who identified as either liberal or even very liberal. What's more, white women suffered the worst of all. White women ages 18 to 29 who identified as liberal were given a mental health diagnosis from medical professionals at a rate of 56.3%, as compared to 28.4% in moderates and 27.3% in conservatives. You know, there was this talk show host many years ago said liberalism was a mental illness, right? Was that what, it, was that what he said? I, uh, I never said it. And I still don't say it about liberalism. I say it about leftism. But it, it, uh, it's not laughable anymore. Instead of empowering women and minorities with self-knowledge, strength of character, mental disorder. Yeah, that's what he said. Thank you. Strength of character and resilience to hardship. Progressivism encourages victims to stay in a place of fear and helplessness. You know when it hit me? Everybody has their moment. Remember the women screaming at the at the Supreme Court door and trying, you know, so to speak, knock it down. We'll be back. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. What do you think of that report about the? Uh, this is Pew Research. Well over half of white liberal and progressive women have been diagnosed. Not, not, we're not talking about because of their politics. Their politics are a result of their mental condition. That I do believe. But I don't believe that it is the, the politics caused the, the problem. The staggering number of unhealthy young women in this society, and not just, not just young women. Remember the Women's March? The single stupidest march in my lifetime. What was it for? What was it against? The wealthiest women in the history of Earth, the most pampered women in the history of mankind, excuse me, womankind, have a demonstration about how bad it is for them and bring their daughters while they're wearing uh, cat's ears. Right, pussycat? Oh, what an important demonstration. They're bored. Every woman who went to that is bored and has incredible amounts of money to be able to afford to waste her time doing this. It was a farce, the Women's March. It was a farce. These are naive women who know nothing about suffering. Nothing! Ask Cuban women what it's like to suffer. They know. As we're seeing, I will talk about what's happening in Cuba 
in the next segment of the show. Let me go quickly to Darren in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hello, Darren. Hello, Dennis. Just I know you had Larry on earlier, and I, I have to say that a, another gift you've given me from the millions I can count is the gift of finding out about Larry Elder years ago. I donated to his campaign today, and I will continue to do so as much as I can to help him because, one, I've, I've listened to you for about 22 years now, very young and to my age now, and the knowledge, the fairness, just you in general and how you speak to people, I've learned so much. I was asked maybe a year ago, how did you get to be, who is your, in life, who did you emulate or who do you look up to? And I did, my first answer, I said, Dennis Prager. Well, I'm letting you go because I can't take that many compliments. Actually, I can. I'm letting you go because I have no choice. You moved me very much, Darren. I want to touch lives. I admit it. That's why I'm here. We will return. 